Hey everyone, I just had an amazing conversation with Bobby Vogel, who's a clairvoyant and someone that really connects individuals to their etherical body. So often you'll hear Dr. Nick and I talk about our different bodies, whether it's our physical, mental, emotional, and also this subtle body that we all have. And what she does is really gets us reconnected to our whole self. And she shares her own story of what brought her into this realm of medicine that I think is the way of the future. And you know, you've heard me often talk about trauma and stress and all the different things that impact our physical body. And I think it's so important to understand how energy and vibration and the words that we use and the stories that we tell ourselves, how they really do transform this etherical body, which then transforms into our physical body and shows us shows up as disease so enjoy the conversation i had such a fun time interviewing her and we will definitely have her back on the podcast so dr nick can also um, ask his questions and she has so much wisdom to share with us so enjoy welcome to the health ignited podcast with your hosts dr nick and sonia jensen we are partners, parents, business partners, doctors, yoga teachers, and retreat leaders. We promise to bring you real conversations to awaken and ignite your potential to live your best life possible. Join us each week as we dive into topics varying from brain health, biohacking, hormones, and longevity, to relationships, parenting, meditation, and more. Together, creating community and building stronger foundations for the generations to come. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Health Ignited. I'm Dr. Sonia here without my husband, Dr. Nick. He is busy helping somebody on their healing journey today. So we were going to postpone this episode, but I was way too excited <laughs> to have this conversation with this guest. So I was like, no way, I gotta, I gotta get in here and talk to Bobby. So today I'm talking to Bobby Vogel. She is a powerfully gifted clairvoyant healer dedicated, dedicated to helping others recognize and activate their own power lying dormant within. I love that. She founded Etheric Medicine, where she leads both private and group sessions. And in her sessions, Bobby connects directly to spirit and channels what is necessary to clear stagnant energy triggering disease within the body. Through her work, Bobby passionately helps others connect with faith and return to their own power so they can step forward into a life of purpose and abundance, bridging the gap between spirit science and medicine. So welcome, Bobby. Thank so you. So nice to have you here. Yeah, fun. Thank yeah. you. I love I love the work that you do. And you know, growing up in a um Indian community, talking about spirit and talking about that other realm and the subtle body, it's just normal for me. Mm -hmm. And having my own experiences growing up with this other realm and really understanding that we're not just our physical form, that we have this mental body, emotional body and subtle etheric body, it just all kind of made sense to me. So what I'd love to hear from you is what your story is, like what dro drove you to really embracing this type of medicine and really understanding that the whole world needs to understand what this is. Gosh, so I will bottom line how I ended up here, but because I've had a million lives within a life, like many of us, right, connected to spirit. 
But um, what really brought me to my knees, brought me to faith, I like to say, is I, you know, I had, I was a top producing real estate agent in the Bay Area. I moved down to Venice Beach from, from the Bay and everything fell apart. Long story, I, I ad adopted a special needs child when he was 14 months, who was then 12 at the time. Just anything that could have gone haywire did. I ended up, I had to you know, leave my car in a parking lot, my Mercedes Benz, and I, I got evicted. And I, you know, right before eviction, I had a suicide plan. And, you know, I was saying one day, literally in my room, can we swear on here? Yes, you can, can say whatever you want. <laughs> I literally, you know, booger crying. And I said, God fucking help me. And I wasn't yet really connected. I was like kind of on and off. But um, when my dad was killed in a car accident when I was 20, mm -hmm. I was like, you know, and <laughs> so mm -hmm. I said, help me. I'm real. I heard myself say that. And I said out loud. So this is a Wednesday. And I was like, I was going to leave the planet on Monday, completely prepared to. And I said, if I'm supposed to stay here, then I need a really big sign because I'm so depleted. Both my parents are on the other side. I had no, you know, family there, nothing. I was scared. I couldn't eat. People were leaving food on my, you know, Jenny Craig, their Jenny Craig meals. And it was crazy. Like I just, you know, people used to call me Midas in the Bay Area, you know, because I just so effortlessly was connecting people with homes and homes with people and so it was shocking for me and I really, I used every tool I knew to, to use throughout my life, my survival kit, right? Mm. Wasn't working. And um, so I, I said, God help me. And it's the first time I heard, right? Clearly my, my peeps, I call them my peeps, my guides. And in the moment, it wasn't strange to me. It was just was, right? It just was normal. And I heard them say, you still have healing to do. And I said out loud to them, I heard my human voice, right, say, I was like this. And I said, I, I just don't know what it is. I'm not trying to renege. Please show me. Please help me. Lead me to it and through it. And that's what I share with people in my, you know, in sessions and my course. Everything is like, you just have to ask. And you and just I just like I did you know, and then you ask and you receive, right? And I had no idea what was unfolding. You know, I was pre-med when I was, when my dad was killed, I was, you know, pre-med. And then I ended up being a paramedic in uh, Chicago and Oakland, and then got into real estate, you know, all these different stories. But I didn't ever know or plan to end up here. It's just that I just kept asking, please lead me to and through whatever it is I'm supposed to heal and towards life purpose. Mm. because, you know, I ended up finding agape a few days later because I said, you got to show me a big sign. That big sign came, long story short, and it changed my whole life. And then I ended up doing ayahuasca ceremony, which I have massive reverence for, which is how you should go into that medicine. It's not fun and games. It's not, it's like, you know, and I don't say that lightly. It's like, it's a powerful, you probably know medicine changed my life. And then one thing led to another and I got connected to my gifts through Akashic Records. And then one day, literally a 
I started realizing I was doing sessions out of my house and still trying to revive my real estate career, you know, because I was like, I never, you know, I thought healers had to be poor. Right. And I didn't want to sign up to be poor again because I had made it out of that by renovating houses. And I realized, wait a second, everybody that spirits bringing me because they said they would because I asked them, I'm like, how do you like advertise for this? This is not like how you advertise for real estate or any other thing is like and I'm supposed to like tell people that I hang out with you you know, and like, and you give me information, you know, I was, it was, there was shy about it. Mm. And it's funny, because every podcast is so different. Every summit spirit, like has me talk about whatever is relevant. So I guess this is relevant. Um, and, and so I realized people were having illnesses unexplained by Western medicine. And I at first was intimidated by it because I was like, how do I, how do I help them? Tell me, how do I help them? And they, they started showing me what I now know is the etheric body. So I'm spirit taught. I've never, you know, I don't, I research what I'm told to research and I take in, but I rely solely on spirit to teach me what my soul signed up to learn, right. Mm -hmm. To know. Well, I already know it all. They're just refreshing my memory, right? Like all of us, it's all we have to do is we're already connected. We're just mm -hmm. limited by our human mind. So I'm like, all right, what did I sign up for? Give me the tools. I'm ready for the tools. And that's one of the, this woman with level 10 plus pain showed up. She had won a raffle or, you know, at my stepson's school and she was doubled over a young person mother of two and they were about to cut out her bladder and because they didn't nobody could figure out what was wrong and um just she had gained a lot of weight depressed it ran their family's life they were a military family and i just i asked how do i help her and her grandmother on the other side showed up which was like, I was like, wow, you know, and she, she started telling me and helping me and describing all the emotional wounds that were the density that was creating this pain in her bladder. And of course, it's, it's amazing to think about. But at the time, I was like, oh, well, of course, I mean, that makes perfect sense, right? <laughs> like, those are just emotional wounds, like, you know, making this density in your, yeah. your light yeah. body that's now duplicated right into your physical. And that's when they taught me a lot of us, I think now, which is wonderful. But when I first started doing this, you know, etheric medicine, that's what spirit gave me the name. Nobody had heard of it. But the truth is, our soul comes in our etheric body, our light body, and our physical body is the hologram of it. It's not the other way around. You know, we all mm -hmm. think if we heal this thing, this beautiful, brilliant thing, we're good, right? But it's everything comes through the etheric first. You know, people talk a lot about past lives. So the trauma of a past life still resides in the etheric. It stagnates. Then it turns to density because cancer is, I, I say density called cancer. It's, it's all begins in the etheric body. And I'm taught this and I know this because I watch people heal from it, you know, and mm -hmm. other things, autoimmune, all kinds of stuff. 
by first accepting that we're light bodies and we need light. Since Spirit taught me five years ago this beautiful breathing the light exercise um, that um, we can talk about. But basically, back to her, they taught me and described, and I started re witnessing what she had experienced that created that wound. For some people, that's um, necessary. Not everybody. We don't all have to, you know, even know how it got there to clear it. So we dismantled. They taught me, literally handed me. Suddenly I was flanked by two doctor, spirit doctors, and they were handing me tools and teaching me what to do. And for the first, after this long session, she went down to a level three after the first session. And after five, she's pain-free and lost a ton of weight and is living La Vida Loca somewhere now and, you know, with her kids. And it's, I mean, there's story after story like that, but it's, it's incredible to know that, you know, we have the power to heal our bodies and that the there's a beautiful, brilliant space that I'm shown that looks to be like this big that is an overlap of the physical and the etheric. And within that space are the meridians and all these other, you know, systems, but they've taught me about the meridians and how to relight them and the importance of that. And that that is where most of the communication happens. Mm -hmm. So that's like the etheric, because our physical body has the spinal cord right and but our light body is like the meridians and all this so they communicate in that space so every thought we have every thought we you know take in the environmental stuff going on right now it all comes through there and whatever we don't release stays in our light body yeah yeah i love that what a beautiful example and when we look to ancient medicine, whether it's shamanic medicine, Ayurvedic, Chinese medicine, um, even in the Philippines, they have the spiritual surgeries that it is kind of passed down and taught. You start to understand that they knew this aspect of the whole self, right? We, mm -hmm. even as a naturopathic physician, you know, we're taught about the whole self, but there is this missing gap that the whole self isn't just the, the physical form. Mm -hmm. The whole self really is this field, right? That you are speaking to. And it's that this field is the thing that's discerning the information. And I feel like there's so much that you unpacked just with that one story with even her grandmother being there because then there's that lineage that's helping support us. And I feel that when we're tapped into that medicine, it, it kind of takes away the story that we're trapped in and it brings it into this like bigger picture of like, I am not alone. Never. Yeah. So Never. how do you, so when you're speaking about this stuff in my head, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Of yeah. course, of course that, you know, yeah. like there's no doubt in my mind. So how do you speak to someone that maybe doesn't have the same reverence right now for the, these types of medicine or maybe you know grew up in a more um uh med like a, what am i trying to say here compartmentalized yeah yeah exactly yeah. a different I, well, it's it's really beautiful because and that, and i mean this like with every cell right first because there's no one 
soul that is the same as the next. There are no beliefs. Or, they could have the same beliefs. They don't hold them the same. There's no other way to, because every single one of us, there isn't any duplication of us, just like our fingerprints, right? There is nobody with an identical life purpose, right? So I asked spirit, how do I help them understand who they are? Because every, like people listening to this, they're all going to hear this differently. Some of it they're going to get, but that's why I say everything begins with faith, right? And unwavering knowing we are divinely guided a hundred percent of the time. That's not a religious statement. It's just the truth. Right. And so, and it's the truth, whether you believe it or not. Yeah. So why not lean in on it? And um, it's important right now to start, you know, one of the ways to answer your question, one of the ways that they have spirit, I say they have me speak is to have, is to, is to share so many details about where I can see illness in the body. I didn't say that. So they show me where density resides. They show me which, um, at, uh, pressure, you know, acupuncture points, meridians are out. It's like a candle, right? If you if you hold your hand over a candle, it goes out because it, it needs oxygen and we need light. So when we don't bring in the light, our candle goes out, our meridians turn mm. off. And then we lack communication in there. But, you know, there's no way it's so undeniable when somebody's loved one starts coming through or, you know, God shows up non-denominational, right? Which is a beautiful, powerful, vulnerable energy and people's spirit guides come because, and they know everything about us. They know everything we've ever been through, everything we good, bad, where we're going, what we need to do to heal because it's individual. There's a different recipe. You know this in your work, I'm sure. Like you're, it's, one of the most powerful things I was told in paramedic school is um, treat the patient, not the monitor, mm. you know, be in the cookie cutter stuff. We're, we're too individual energetically on a soul level, but God knows how to speak to everybody. Okay. This is just, this is what I'm, how to answer that question. And there's a way that somehow miraculously people come to understand that there is no explanation for how I would be sitting here having this information or how I would understand the pain in their body or, you know, any of those mm -hmm. things. And it's my job. I know one of the things is to teach people, to help people, you know, understand how powerful they are and how connected they are and how, we can heal ourselves, but it's a path, you know, you know, that it's like, it's not like tipping. I can make your illness go away. Cause you know, I always, I like, I tell people the truth is like, if I could do that, I would be robbing your soul of its journey through yeah. that illness. For instance, it's a beautiful path and it's meant mm -hmm. to teach us and heal us and connect us to our, mm -hmm. to source. Mm -hmm. and own our own power and come to realize, oh my God, you know, this, I'm limited, I'm limited in here. Yeah. So I want to be outside of here more, you know? Yeah. 
where do you feel the disconnect started? Because I, I also believe that we come into form fully connected, right? When you look at a baby and you look into their eyes and you look at how they're viewing their world, you can really feel that there's connection. And then somewhere along the way, as we gather our stories and experiences, it's like we start losing pieces of that. What do you think are some of the blocks or things that create that environment of disconnect? Well, what I know, I mean, gosh, and there's so many answers to that, but from the very beginning, what I've been taught and what I watch in other people, because I watched it, I watched myself go through it when in my own healing is we agree to come in, right? So like we choose our wounds, like I chose abandonment and I'm adopted and the soul stepped forward on, you know, on the other side before we were genders or people or whatever and said, in order to be in service to your soul, I will create the wound of abandonment because I know as we all do in our higher level self that that wound, once it's healed is a tool for my transcendence my soul's transcendence, right? And we also agree to amnesia. So to, you know, we agree to it because if we came in, number one, like, why would we, you know what I mean? It's like, it's way more fun. <laughs> why would we limit ourselves yeah. with this? <laughs> why would we do that? Why would we yeah. like, oh, yeah. you know, all this pain? But it's all because it's, this is, you know, we have a purpose here in here and we have our soul transcends. And every time we heal a wound courageously, we step up and do what we said we were going to do. That veil lifts more and more. And, you know, so I'm all stoked on the other side, right? When I'm like, y'all, you'll create the wound of abandonment. Thank you so much. Right. And then my guides are like, you're not going to think it's so funny, you know, and spirit has such a great sense of humor and we're just spirit and body. Right. So I, they remind us, you know, you're going to be in pain, but we will be there with you and we will hold all the information that you need. We will help you through, but you have to ask us. It's a spiritual law, right? You'll, you know, people talk about inner divine intervention and miracles all the time because there are those. Imagine if these coincidences or these miracles just happen. Imagine how powerful life would be if you actually asked mm. for them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is what we're needing to do right now. But something you said about babies, right, coming in and, and, and not being not understanding yet, you know, not in, not um, internalizing experiences like that yet. I know uh, the same, like I help people cross over all the time. And then I mm -hmm. talk to spirit all the time. I know it's phenomenal to, to be taught and experience when a soul is leaving physical form, they are immediately, most of the time there are exceptions they're reconnected immediately with their higher self mm -hmm. and the pain is gone. The fear is gone and they immediately start trying to assist or ease the grief. Yes. That's what they want to do of the loved one, you know, mm -hmm. and that they're, they're just keeping their agreement to leave when they said that they would. Mm -hmm. 
And so it's a beautiful thing to witness, you know, it's like, yeah, you did it. You did it. Yeah. 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 Go you, you know, and like Kobe Bryant and his beautiful soulmate. Yeah. You know, I heard about that. I was doing sessions in Boston when I saw that come on my phone during a break. And I, of course, at first, my human brain was like, oh, my God, because it is out here. It's tragic. Mm-hmm. But then I immediately fe- felt all my hair stand. And I was like, wow, that's so beautiful that they agreed they weren't leaving without each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they yeah. came and look at the powerful lessons that they left. That's right. Yeah, it's, you know, um, loss and grief. I feel like there's so many layers to it. And when you can really tap into that beauty of it, it shifts the relationship. And I've had several in my life, um, young people, elderly, um, uh, a best friend. And watching my grandfather take his last breath, I feel like was the most heartbreaking and most beautiful thing at the same time mm-hmm. knowing the work that he had done in his lifetime and knowing that you do step into this other space of like he had freedom from the physical form that was containing him mm-hmm. for so long and you know you're right you can feel then that they're really there to step in to serve you and traditionally we have prayers that we do to help support the family here to really release and let go so that we're not Beautiful. keeping keeping them here because mm-hmm. we know that there's that space of elevation that they're gonna that connection that they're gonna go into mm-hmm. so how do you help you know because a mother losing a child for example mm-hmm. like i've seen that i've witnessed that and being a mother myself that grief that fear around that like how do you help support people really understand that within them so that they can heal that piece. Well, yeah, I love that. And that's beautiful that you guys do prayers and things. I mean, I can feel so powerful. Um, Also in reverence for the person crossing. So I recently, um, a little girl with cancer, I was connected to her family and um, did a session like a year ago. And then she did great after that and then she suddenly declined and the mom got back in touch with me and I helped I can talk about her because there's a video about it so her name's Addison and Addison was in a lot of pain and so it was beautiful because the night before she left I was able to relieve her of the pain her gut was all swollen or just filled and so they showed me how to do that. And she communicated with me non-verbally, which is also really, really cool. I work with a lot of non-verbal people and autism and and, um, dementia. So she was communicating with me what she needed and how her body was feeling. And I got to, and then I, I did work with her in the middle of the night. You know, I travel right through the quantum field and I just, it's, I know it sounds crazy, but I work on people I don't even know and I remember it and then, you know, and then, but with her, I was able to do that in the middle of the night, not in a session or on zoom or anything, but I was woken up to go ease the pain in her gut because it was making her pant Mm -hmm. and it was um, elevating all her vitals. And um, she had hospice at home. She was fine two weeks before that. And then all of a sudden she gets sent home to hospice. It was crazy. 
And so I thought, okay, good. Maybe, you know, she'll be okay. Then I went the next night to see what I could do to help because her mom was falling apart, as you just said, right? And oh, understandably, right? And mm. so let me see what can I do. And I went to find her and I couldn't find her. I couldn't mm. see her etheric body or her physical because I can, you know, you can see both. I, I'm shown like also, it's almost like taking the holograph, the hologram and seeing like how they relate to each other as well. So see through both. And I couldn't find her anywhere. And I was like, oh, well, maybe she just doesn't want to do work tonight, you know, because mm. you can't intrude. I have to be allowed. And then I fell back asleep. And I was like, hi, huh, I don't, is this a teaching? I don't understand. Because as I asked Spear, what does this mean? Fell asleep and I woke up in the morning and her mom had texts that met Addison. Just she, her brother was sitting with her and then she, she just died. Mm. And the nurse was, because her vitals all had stabilized the day before after that work we did. And then we were all like, oh, you know, hang in there. And then she just, she talked to her brother and she passed away. And immediately this was crazy because sometimes it takes spirit a minute to go through their, pro you know, they all get greeted. We all get greeted by our beautiful team and light and angels and infused with beautiful healing light. And then we do our review, you know, all this just gorgeous process. And so, but it's sometimes they don't talk right away. You know, they won't come and communicate. But Addison, right away, in order to help her mother through this, she came and saw, was like, I said, I see a little dog. She's in this, her favorite pink dress. Wait, now it turned yellow and then this, and she's got a lollipop and her, Addison just kept telling her mom all these things to let her know because I didn't know and she's like oh my god that it, she has her favorite yeah she has a yellow and a pink and every time she got off of you know because you can't have sugar when you have mm -hmm. density being called cancer once in a while she'd get what she wanted was a lollipop mm. and that she would sit because she was sitting on her kitchen floor not in physical form she was said she wanted her mom to know she was sitting in her yellow dress on the kitchen floor with that little dog under her arm with a big giant lollipop. And Aww. her mom just, oh my God, is she okay? And Addison was able to explain to her, mom, I'm, I'm fine, you know, mm. talk to me and I'm relieved it's over. And what a power, but you know, when you're, a, and you leave your body as a child, that's a mm. very powerful soul. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So much, some, so much growth in such a short period of time and mm -hmm. so much healing that they allow for everyone around them and opportunity for healing. Mm -hmm. So what are some tangible things that people can do to help relate themselves to their etherical body? Like for me, yoga meditation has been one of those tools. Kung Fu was one of those tools. And, you know, my work that I do with others has taught me about that space because I see it in them. So that interaction, I feel like I'm always growing from learning from right. my patients. So what are some things that maybe you teach or people can do every day to help support that yeah. connection? Yeah. So um, like I started to say five years ago, 
during my own healing, I was, you know, communing with my peeps and they literally said, stand up. And then had me, showed me a big funnel here, like off my, the crown of my head. And that taught me to like breathe in slow through my nose. And all of a sudden I had my hands going like this and I was breathing light and I was pulling the light in. And it's like, I could, it was like God going, you know, because, and then, so I, that's what's happening. And I was pulling it in with my hands. I'd never experienced it before because I was trying to, I had asked a question because uh, I didn't feel like I was in the right body at the time, which is so crazy. I didn't, and I don't, I haven't shared that a lot, but I was asking spirit, Hey, am I in the right body to do this work on your behalf? Because I don't feel connect. I don't feel connected to like girl power in the way that I see women just so pro I do now, you know, because I feel it, but, and I don't, but I don't feel like a guy either. I'm sort of, is this okay? I was okay with it, but I was asking, is that okay to be able to move forward with whatever you're teaching? And so they said, stand up and they taught me earth and sky, masculine, feminine. And I started pulling in and then I was going like this and removing thoughts that no longer serve me from my space, you know, because we get density, you know, stagnation here and we start thinking all, you know, get feeling that all the things and saying the things that we shouldn't be saying to ourselves and everything and clearing my throat so I could take up space. And this is something that's beautiful for men too, but a lot of women just, it's like having a plug right here. So they taught me this and how to basically like clean that out, but pull the light in with my breath in my hands and to love on myself and, and push light into my heart and forgive myself and release shame. And I brought the masculine like to my belly button and then they, I pulled the feminine up, earth feminine energy up. And I met the masculine and cleared my pelvis stuff, all the beliefs that's holding in there because of trauma and all this stuff. And then it whoosh, connects the feminine and the masculine meet right at the belly button. And they swirl powerfully clockwise, very important for some reason. And then you, and then I put my hands to my side and my whole body, you know, was like vibrating and everything started shifting and I started doing it every single day. And that was for a few years. And then just like a year or so ago is like spirits, like get out there and record yourself doing it because everybody needs to do this mm -hmm. because I was sharing it in my private sessions. I was people with all kinds of, not just illnesses, but people with illness, depression, anxiety, this is amazing for anxiety, because if you're, you remember your etheric body's electrical system, if it's quivering, which most people have, they don't like saying, oh, I have anxiety because they think there's something shameful about it. But if you can calm your electrical system, then your body can release things and you can think better and you can mm -hmm. ask and receive more clearly, right? But when you're yeah in that space it's really hard to do so first and foremost this is the first thing i do with people in a session 
or groups because I do group mm-hmm. sessions just in spirit helps me everybody's got their peeps like pushing on their shoulders so like ground them in it's really beautiful it's that's it's if you just do it for that it's powerful enough and then clearing energy and stagnation and all that and so people are doing it every day and um I've had people run up to me on the beach and be like, Oh my God, my mom and I saw that on YouTube and we do it every morning and we feel great. And this happened and that happened. I get emails, comments, all this. And it's not mine. It's spirits. Beautiful. It's like, it's a prescription basically. Yeah. It's a beautiful practice. Yeah. And so your question was, you know, how do you start introducing yourself to yourself? Right. Because that's basically what your question was for people. How do you commit, connect with yourself first so that you can connect with your guides? Right. If you're not showing up, you can't hear them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this exercise is this also really connecting because standing there and having enough reverence for yourself and your soul and compassion to be like, okay, here I am feel a little silly for sure a lot of people you know their ego comes in and they're like in a closet trying to you know do it so nobody Mm -hmm. sees them you know (laughs) just do it because it's your life you know it's your journey and you can clear a lot of stuff and also connect with your guides with this Mm -hmm. so I the fact that they taught me for the now yeah it's such a powerful thing to realize or to understand yeah there's so much teaching just in that example that you gave um, and the underlying tone and correct me if I'm wrong here is what I heard is a lot of it was the self-acceptance of even the polarities within us. And then from that space, when there's that acceptance, then forgiveness can show up and then we can start to really heal and hear um, whether it's your guides or you're referring to it as, you know, the soul whispers, as I like to refer to it sometimes, and or your higher self, as sometimes it's referred to. It's just then you all those moments where that voice kind of shows up, we can all of a sudden hear through the, the noise that um, is there constantly in our everyday. And I love how you beautifully put in that masculine and feminine, because I do feel we all carry that within us. Yeah. Whatever form we came into this world, we have that masculine, but understanding the differences and how it works together, how important it is um, for them to work together, I think creates this like ability to kind of unleash the masks, the roles, the, the all the things that, you know, have maybe created pain in mm-hmm. this body. So that there's so much just in that practice that you just shared. So So I encourage everyone to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's so powerful and you're right. You know, you just said it. It's like, we are uh, in spirit. We are, we're, we're gender. We're both. Yeah. We're beautifully balanced because being balanced in your masculine feminine, whether you're a man in a man's body or a woman's body or, you know, any other version, right. Is like to be, in the world to go into the world every day in this balanced way is the most powerful way we can, you know, call in right now. We can talk about the quantum field right now is like you're every you're speaking to everything because words are human, right? So you're, you're, you know, when people say hateful things in a session to themselves or punishing things or victimizing things or 
shameful any version is like to be to see to be witness to literally what happens to someone's vibration with words like that is it's not it's it's the truth like it is it's so harmful right it's not it's, and none of us are perfect but flip it around if you say something i'm you're you know you're ashamed say i'm so proud of myself for you know because you can change the vibration just as fast as you send it out right you just change it up you know don't let it start stagnating or calling to the quantum field like oh you want shame because what you're saying is shame right Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's been shown now, people will take rice, for example, or a plant and put a word that's um, harmful compared to a word that will elevate that plant or yeah. that cup of rice. And you'll see over time, say that plant will flourish and, oh, be green uh-huh. and be growing, whereas the other one, you know, really isn't because of that word and that vibration that's being held by that word. So I think that is so important what you're oh, just saying okay. right now. Yeah. Yeah, I've never yeah. heard that. I didn't know. Yeah. You know, yeah. I it's kind of funny because I like I said, I sort of stay in my own little lane here, big lane, whatever. Yeah. And because you know, I as I ask other people to become just I'm just, I'm so grateful, number one, to be in to have found my way mm-hmm. to purpose, to be guided here, you know, because now I know that it is, I am here because it's almost like I didn't choose it. I just asked to be brought to it. And here I am, you know? And so I've, I don't hear about these cool things, but it's amazing when I hear stuff like that, because it's just, it's validating. Mm -hmm. It validates what I've been taught. Mm -hmm. And it's so fascinating to me to, to, to know like the truth of these things and how powerful these things are and our intention, right? If we intend to heal, we can. Yeah, absolutely. If we intend to stay a victim to every experience we chose on our soul's own behalf, then we can't heal. Mm-hmm. You can't, I don't know, they're dropping this in now. I know sometimes they, they run around in circles, but we can't straddle the line. It's like, you can't straddle the line of faith. It's like you either have faith or you don't. Right. And, or you either want to release the past and be empowered by it, or you want to try to pull from it when it suits us so that we can have a story around, you know, why the why. Right. And that's meant with absolute compassion, but it's a really powerful choice to make because to, to know and the, to understand that everything we have experienced, and that is a big statement because we go through a lot, yeah, is yeah. on our soul's behalf. And, but that takes faith to understand that, to be proud of yourself and to understand what a badass you are. Yeah. The more you've been through is like your soul really was like, let's get in here and do this. Like mine, you know, yeah. I just like filled my basket with stuff and I'm like, let's roll, you know, and yeah. It's a really cool thing to know and to understand so that it's like it it brings that forgiveness and you can turn shame into pride, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it brings me into that, you know, space of 
the the pain is always it's going to be there you know life has pain but the suffering is a choice and i often talk about this author dr edith edgar i don't know if you've heard of her she's a auschwitz survivor and she's written a book called the choice and one day i'm going to get her on this podcast because she, oh, cool. she's in her 90s and has written this book now and wow. there's so much wisdom in just what you said and how she speaks to that choice wow. that we have a choice in every moment to decide whether we're going to play that role of in shamanic medicine they talk about it either the victim the rescuer or the bully or are we going to hover as the observer of mm -hmm. what our soul is moving through and what we're learning and I just think there's, if we could all understand that, how much that would change our relationships to ourselves, to others, to the world. And, you know, we wouldn't come at experiences with anger and frustration and wanting to fight against something, but really we would start to understand that big picture and know how we are all connected and how we can shift the world through that vibration that you've been speaking about. Yeah. So, can I share something? Yes, really please. With you? Absolutely. Because you just, you said that, and I only shared this story, I think, in, um, in my course with, with the people. Um, but you, you just said that. And I would, so I was in Mexico, like I said, I was homeless. I lost it, all that. So I was in that experience and I was in our favorite spot in Sayulita and, um, and my stepson was, down taking a surf lesson and my wife was like getting a massage or something and I was in the infinity pool and people treat us like family there it's the most beautiful you know secluded place and I was like this over the edge and you know I was just looking out at the ocean and I started having gratitude tears pour down my face like I'm choking up talking about it and I said out loud <laughs> gosh this is interesting I said out loud, how did I do this? How did I create this? I don't even know where, because I was so mind blown and grateful that I, when I was going through that suicide period, I never thought I'd eat at a restaurant again. I never thought I'd have the money to buy groceries again. I never, you know, and here I was, with a beautiful family now that I've called in, right? And my partner who I called in this whole, you know, communing uh, with that, you know, with souls in the quantum field. And I asked that question and all of a sudden, this speaks to what you were saying, my body, or I rose up and out of my body and I was brought, it was like, I was then two guides were here and they took me down to in front of the ocean and the ocean became like a video game of sorts. It was morphing back and forth between that old um, game where you have the, the, the lead ball and you're trying to like make mm -hmm. it go through the thing. And they started teaching me, it's a long story, but I was like at the door of this video game, but the, it was the ocean and the power of it and the movement of it and everything. And then they brought me into the game and said, gave me a couple of the ground rules, right? And I could hear a clock ticking, but I couldn't see the clock. And so they were like, we never know how much time we have, right? So you want to make use because the purpose of this whole thing is to pull in and rid also yourself, you know, and to make it to life purpose 
and then ultimately to the point where you leave your body. Right. Mm. And there's ways to do that. And they brought me in front of the, then I walked up to this mirror and there was this huge mirror there. And I was like transfixed Mm. staring at myself in the mirror and I couldn't take my eyes off myself. And the um, guide said that mirror represents emotional wounds we as humans get so transfixed by our wounds that the clock just keeps ticking and we're not moving anywhere. It was fascinating. And then this, this being that I couldn't tell was an energy vampire, but I looked down and I saw my light draining and then they taught me, you know, this is can happen. Like don't stay in there because that's what happens and you need all your light to make it through. And it's almost like tokens, right? It's like having more light gives you the ability and the power to call in. You can pull in all the stuff from the quantum field into your game, anything that you want, but you have to be it. You have to be in your power enough in your light enough and in your believing enough, you know, in your faith and just your knowing enough to do it and to not be, you know, don't allow people to drain your light for any, you know, and then the light stations we could find our way to, which is like breathing the light. And so you can recharge yourself, but you have to know that you can. Yeah. And, and then do it. And then go do it and then continue on. It, it just, that's the short version. But I was like, oh, because I asked, how did I do this? Well, I, I put it, I pulled it all in because mm. ultimately everything's an illusion. Mm. So like all our wounds and everything, it's like, well, you're, they're real because you're keeping them alive. Mm. You know, you're believing that they're still alive. So they're alive because you're the boss. If you see, you want them to be alive, keep resuscitating them Yeah. while your life is going. Yeah. It's yeah. So the illusion of like, well, what is it that you want? We all know what we don't want. What do you want? Cause if you speak to what you don't want, you're going to get more of, cause you're speaking to it. Yeah. You know, it's a vibration. It's still calling to it. So why not call to try it? Right. If you don't believe it, try it. Right. Right. If you're new to this or you don't believe this, try calling in your guides. Hey, help me. What choice should I make here? Give me some clues. Right. And they don't, it doesn't mean like a lightning bolt for a yes and a black cat walking under a light. <laughs> or a no. <laughs> <laughs> it's subtle. And you were saying yeah. that it's like subtle energies. We are subtle. We're light mm-hmm. beings. We don't need a thunderbolt if we're mm-hmm. oh i heard that i heard that conversation and i heard what that person just said in line at the grocery store oh, i just heard that in a song that's my answer i just you know it's it's incredible it's an incredible time to be in a body i think it really is there's there's so much um how do i frame this i think in the last especially in the last 10 years there's been such a shift 
and understanding of the subtle realms and how all of it is connected and more mainstream, maybe call it in quotation marks, conversations around this, which I think is so beautiful because now people are opening up to this idea. And I do believe the more that we do, like I was saying before, it's the thing that's going to take away the judgments, the prejudice, the race, like all the things, the stories that yeah. we've been working with for so long. I think mm -hmm. I do believe that this is the foundation that's going to create a very different world for generations to come. So I hope this conversation keeps moving in this direction. Yeah. And something that you were saying before about receiving and asking and, you know, something that kind of showed up for me as you were speaking to that is the work that I, that I do with women particularly is that I notice when you know, we hit a certain place of knowing that healing is possible and that we have potential. All of a sudden, the old stories, the beliefs, and especially that belief around our self-worth mm -hmm. sometimes comes and like blocks something. Mm -hmm. so how, how do you navigate that with individuals? Like, how, yeah, how do you help them unleash that or express that in a way where they start to really ask for guidance? And, and when they get something, actually receive it. Because I do feel that as humans, we're not, we're not good at receiving or, we, or we're not taught to receive. We're not taught to, yeah. We're not, especially women. And that's the beauty of, you know, that breathing the light lesson mm -hmm. for me teaching because women are so powerful, you know, and mm -hmm. so powerful. And it just when you were saying that, there's like, in that breathing the light exercise when I put my hands and this is for all women right now, you know, and, and who'd have known because you just, you brought it up just now. It's like when I put my hands at my side, all of a sudden I saw the whole for as far as I could see was a circle of women. And I was now holding hands with all the women and I'd never experienced that. And we were all holding hands together when I took a deep breath, we all took a deep breath and we started rising, rising, rising. It was so powerful to watch. And then spirit said, women one day are going to come to understand that they are so powerful that if you wanted to part the seas, you could. Mm -hmm. And you and show me, use my hands and you use your intention and your belief to literally part the seas or move mountains because we are so powerful and that's the only thing that's true mm -hmm. and in this work because it doesn't happen overnight you know for a lot of women like there's so much to release that has been believed about ourselves a lot because there's so much like sexual trauma and you know things like this or in different ways that things have been internalized and it's hard to start taking up space in a real way of and owning worth and having compassion for the things that we've been through all of it right and because if we can't i always do this because we can't come that's what the breathing the light exercise is also really beautiful if only to get you to fall in love with yourself even because from that place everything's possible because nothing else matters mm -hmm. 
you know, and when you feel your own ability to love yourself and have compassion for yourself, whatever comes up in your day is like that flipping is like, if you feel shame, if some memory comes in and you feel shame about it, you just say, that's okay, kid. That's okay. It's over. Right. Yeah. That's not happening anymore. It's, it's over. It's gone. And you lived, you got here, here you are. It's, you know, and, and, and remove yourself from it, like distance yourself from it. And this new energy that we're, that we all got pulled into those old tools aren't even available anymore anyway. Like, so this is a lot of people are in a lot of women. A lot of people are having a like discomfort intensified right now because you know, we can reach back for tools that we don't, they don't serve us. We, we don't get to grab our survival mechanism tools anymore. They're, they're not in our space and that's by design. Yeah. So this discomfort raises, okay, all is well, right? God help me. God help me. God help me. God help. You don't like that word, you know, but, or people help me, peeps help me, spirit help me. Sometimes I walk around the block saying that on challenging days mm-hmm. and then I feel, then it leaves and then yeah. it's, you know, it's okay. It's an illusion. Yeah. An illusion that it matters. Yeah. I love that. I love that you brought in even that inner child work. Um, just recently I put my picture from when I was about three or four years old as my, um, what do you call it on your phone? Wallpaper. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. I see her. Every time I open my phone, it reminds me of, you know, a yes, the wounds that have um, shown up in my life and my experiences, but also that smile and that spirit and that faith that that little girl had always. And it's a reminder of this, this adult form that I'm in that it's okay, everything is temporary. So I loved that you brought that up. Awesome that you did. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's so good for everyone because when you start to look at your inner child and you start to remember, like, what, what were the things that brought me joy? It were the little moments that I spent outside, or it was the the moments where I, you know, would look at um, nature or be connected to nature. Those were the things that brought joy. Your, your screen just froze, actually. Oh. Yeah, we're good now. I think yours froze as well. You're back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Okay. It, <laughs> you can hear me now? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, you know, I've loved this conversation. I think there's so much more to unpack and I hope to bring you back on. So when Nick is here too, because I know he's going to have some amazing questions for you too. And in closing, my question for you is if you could go back to your inner child what are some gifts that you would give to her? Good question. That's a great question. Let me. Gifts. Um, lot of, lot of, well, I would give constant hugs. And, and compassion and um, help her feel safe. Mm. Those are beautiful gifts. Yeah. 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 But everything well, is like, I think that kid's a badass, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. 
<laughs> you know, I, was like, I love it. You got to get her picture on your phone. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I love that. She survived a lot. You know, it's yeah. like, that's what ayahuasca. That was the greatest yeah. gift of ayahuasca was re was being witness to that kid be a mm. badass and like, mm. oh, 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 I made it <laughs> ha, <You> know? <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> So Bobby, where can everyone find you and the gifts that you give to the world? Well, so my website is etheric medicine, E-T-H-E-R-I-C medicine.com. I'm on Instagram. I put a bunch of videos there. So it's etheric medicine.bobby. And I have a YouTube channel. You can just look up etheric medicine. But I also would love people to have the, I have a channeled seven day gratitude journal that I was Mm -hmm. telling you about. And you can, they can, I'll send it to you, but they can go directly to it's E M as in Mary gratitude journal.com forward slash get beautiful. Yes. Everyone needs that in their life. Yeah. I love that. I'll send it to you. Absolutely. Um, Thank you. Yeah. It's been great talking to you. I love, I'd love to talk, you know, off the podcast and hear about Mm. what you're up to because there's some you know, there's some really powerful, powerful teachings going on. That's why the bridge, mm-hmm. the spirit, spirit knows all the medicine and together with the medicine you do and Western medicine, I know there's a cure for everything, mm-hmm. you know, it's already in the space. Mm-hmm. It's just, we need to come together to mm-hmm. listen and implement things mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm so excited for that to develop this relationship further. Thank you. Thank you for your time. And I I know Yeah, everyone's going to get so much out of this episode. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Health Ignited podcast. Be sure to download, subscribe and share as we build this conscious community together. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and our website, drsjensen.com. Please note all information on this podcast is not and should not be taken as medical advice. Please see a healthcare professional to receive the care needed. Thank you for sharing this time with us, igniting your health freedom. And welcome to the tribe.